You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. Today's monster aficionados don't have to look far to find fully realized gargantuan beasts at their local theater, but the first of them all was the one and only King Kong. Film-going audiences of 1933 had already seen stop-motion dinosaurs in films like 1927's The Lost World, but they had not yet seen this level of cinematic sci-fi horror spectacle. It was one of the first blockbusters of the talky era of film, and remains a viable franchise to this day. I'm Jessica Lynn Verdi, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for March 24th. And it was on this day in 1933 that King Kong hit the silver screens of Hollywood. King Kong had already been screened to rave reviews in New York City on March 2nd and Baltimore, Maryland on March 15th, but its Los Angeles debut was March 24th. The film received a lavish premiere at the iconic Grauman's Chinese Theater and astonished audiences there as well. While the standard film necessities of acting, direction, and writing were all top quality, it was the special effects that absolutely amazed. The film pioneered the combination of stop-motion animation with live-action footage, inventing new forms of lighting and rear projection that made the on-screen magic happen. Willis H. O'Brien was the animator in charge of the stop-motion. His techniques for replicating natural movement would inspire Ray Harryhausen to take the technology even further in later such as The Seven Voyages of Sinbad. To match the animated footage with the live-action footage, cinematographer Carol H. Dunning created the Dunning process, in which blue and yellow lights used during filming would help to match the various black-and-white images. They also made extensive use of the Williams process, a 1918 invention that combined combined footage with the use of moving matte paintings. Today's digital editing software can do that sort of thing with a click or two of a mouse, but the ingenuity required to do this in the early 1930s remains both ingenious and mind-boggling. From the people that brought you Star Trek and practically invented fandom comes the Fanatics Podcast. Talking to your favorite celebrities about their favorite obsessions. Hey, I'm Michael C. Hall. I'm Clancy Brown. I'm Jamie Chung. I'm Jackie Zabrowski. Hi, I'm Deborah Ann Wool, and I'm a fanatic for Dungeons and Dragons. Michael Jordan videos. K-pop. 90s nostalgia. Ghost stories. Harry Potter. 80s horror posters. Ford Broncos. And I'm right, and you're wrong. Fanatics, dropping every Thursday. While the Hayes Code, which set strict standards for film decency, was still a year in the future, the studios were already starting to self-censor themselves. Thus, several bits of King Kong ended up on the cutting room floor. Best known is the loss of the giant spider sequence, as RKO studio execs believed it was too gruesome. Peter Jackson would famously reincorporate this into his 2005 remake, but all we have of the original footage is a few stills. Other cuts include Kong undressing damsel in distress and Darrow, and then sniffing his fingers, and a few shots of King Kong biting or stomping hapless victims. Audiences likely remember Kong mistaking a sleeping woman for Anne Darrow, but they may not remember him dropping the poor woman to her death. In recent years, some of this footage would be inserted back into the movie, driving up its running time from 100 to 104 minutes. With Kong Mania in full effect, RKO produced and released a direct sequel, Son of Kong, before the year was through. After that, it took a while for the giant ape to return to the movie screens, though 1949's Mighty Joe Young had King Kong's creative team make another attempt at some monkey magic. 
In the 1960s, Japan's Toho Studios picked up the ball and filmed King Kong vs. Godzilla and King Kong Escapes. Even after they lost the license, Toho kept their Kong suit to battle Ultraman and Super Sensei teams under the pseudonym Gorilla. Hollywood would reclaim its simian in the 1976 Dino De Laurentiis-produced remake, followed by King Kong Lives, a decade later. Of course, beyond the aforementioned 2005 Peter Jackson film, King Kong has since become a staple of Warner Brothers' ongoing MonsterVerse film series. It's safe to say that our giant ape will continue rampaging both in jungles and in major urban centers for some years to come. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for March 24th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.